0: Well, hallelujah, thank you so much for tuning in to this broadcast. I hope you're having a wonderful Labor Day, and let's just invite the presence of God in as we spend a little bit of time together as a remnant community on this day. So Lord, in the name of Jesus and by the power of your Holy Spirit, we just pray that you would speak through me right now, that your anointing would be upon me, Lord God, and we just thank you for this time, each and every precious remnant warrior that's tuning in, Lord God. We just thank you for the blessings, the favor, the protection in our life, Despite the things that are happening in this world, Lord God, we believe that you have put us in the secret place of the Most High and that you are to shield around us. You're the glory and the lifter of our head. I pray you'd anoint this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks guys for tuning in. I just wanted to share something. So I've been studying uh, Joel chapter 2 today. And uh, first of all, thank you for tuning in to our first uh, service yesterday in the Remnant community. Many of you had written me and uh, there were several people that gave their hearts to the Lord for the first time. And I just want to welcome you into the kingdom of God. There were some other people that had rededicated their life. And so there was fruit, tremendous fruit from yesterday's broadcast. And we're just excited at what God is doing. And thank you so much for being a part of it. I really appreciate you. Um, so I'm, I'm studying Joel chapter 2. And, uh, you know, this is an interesting chapter. I've studied it in the past. And I'm going to read from it. If you got your Bible, you can go ahead and turn there. You can listen. I'm going to read the whole chapter, Joel chapter 2. And then we're going to talk about this because, and then I'll give you a little bit of commentary. Uh, but what I think is happening right now, the Lord, so in this fast, we've been in the Psalm 64 decree. And now we're going into uh, the Feast of Trumpets. We're, we're getting ready to end this Psalm 64 decree fast. And I'm going to tell you something. In this season of being in this fast, the Lord has given me tremendous revelation and some of it is unexpected. Some things are unexpected. Uh, some things I probably would have preferred not to have seen, but the Lord has revealed these things to me. And I'm gonna explain some of that to you. Uh, but it's been uh, quite a, a big uh, work on my personal heart in, in observing the situation that we're in as a people of God all around the world. Because you know I've been traveling, I've been speaking a lot of different places over the last many months, you know, my mind has been focused on a lot of different things, and this season of being in the fast, I've spent a lot of time in the presence of the Lord. I've spent a lot of time inquiring of the Holy Spirit, and therefore, I've gotten tremendous revelation, and it's, you know, there's been some conviction, but there's also been a lot of revelation, and so I want to share some of that in today's broadcast, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to read from uh, Joel chapter 2, so if you guys your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Joel chapter 2. It says, Blow the trumpet in Zion, sound the alarm on my holy hill. Let all who live in the land tremble for the day of the Lord is coming. It's close at hand, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and blackness, like dawn spreading across the mountains, a large and mighty army comes, such as never was in ancient times, nor ever will be in ages to come. Before them, fire devours, behind them a flame blazes. Before them, the land is like the garden of Eden. Behind them, a desert waste. Okay, continuing in verse four. It says nothing escapes them. Number four, they have the appearance of horses. They gallop like a cavalry. With the noise like that of chariots, they leap over the mountaintops like crackling fire, consuming stubble like a mighty army drawn up for battle. At the sight of them, nations are in anguish. Every face turns pale. They charge like warriors. They scale walls like soldiers. They march in line, not swerving from their course. They do not jostle each other. Each march is straight ahead. They plunge through the fences without breaking ranks. They rush upon the city. They run upon the wall. They climb into houses like thieves. They enter through the windows. Before them, the earth shakes and the heavens tremble and the sun and the moon are darkened. Okay, and then we're gonna we're gonna continue on in verse eleven here, and it says, "And the stars no longer shine." Verse eleven: The Lord thunders at the head of his army; his forces are beyond number, and mighty is the army that obeys his command. The day of the Lord is great; it is dreadful. Who can endure it? Now, this is where I want to go here on um, Joel chapter two, verse twelve. Let's read this: Joel chapter two, verse twelve. It says, you know, it's, it's titled, Rend Your Heart, okay? It says, even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love, and he relents from sending calamity. 14. Who knows? He may turn and relent and leave behind a blessing, grain offerings, drink offerings for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Declare a holy fast. Call a sacred assembly. Gather the people. Here's the, This is so crazy. Listen to this now. Gather the people, consecrate the assembly. Bring together the elders, gather the children, those nursing at breast. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. Let the priests who minister before the Lord weep between the portico and the altar. Let them say, spare your people, Lord. Do not make your inheritance an object of scorn, a byword among the nations. Why should they say among peoples, where is their God? Now, I'm going to continue on in a few minutes here with the Lord's answer, but I want to say a few things. There was this army. It was an all-consuming army. It was like nothing that they had seen before, and the people of Judah were going to be overtaken. And and here is, the Lord is, is saying, call this sacred assembly. Gather the people. Consecrate them. Bring together the elders. Gather the children. So there, there's a call to action here. Now, I've been you know, in a lot of different events, a lot of, I've, I've seen a lot. God has allowed me to see a lot of this movement to see what's going on. I've mentioned a lot of it in past broadcasts. I'm concerned. I see certain people that are doing certain things for money. They're they're not really actionable. They're just kind of you know filling their own coffers up. I'm just going to be honest. Uh, there's they, they call these people grifters. They're they're opportunists, and uh, unfortunately, what a lot of these people are doing. Is, is there they have their own agenda, but there's a major lacking, and this is what this fast has has really brought forth in me, is, is seeing the Lord's heart, because we have to separate from, there's always gonna be these opportunists, there's always gonna be these people that are bloviating, that are out there making a bunch of promises, and everything is just gonna be okay, you don't have to do anything, you know, it's all just trust the plan, everything is gonna be okay, you know, God is, is doing something, and I'm not I'm not denying that God is doing something, but there is an action, there is something that God requires of his people, that this fast, as I've spent time in the secret place, I've, I've spent time inquiring of the Lord, and I do believe we're in a season of extended grace. So during the Trump era, we were in what I call um, the great reprieve. It was a season of reprieve where the Lord gave his church more time, and he gave us an opportunity. You know, it was more time, it was a time of peace, it was a time of uh, good things, positive things. For the body of Christ, we were seeing growth and you know blessing and you know uh, the government was not against us, the religious liberties were not being infringed upon. And then this wicked assignment of hell from the deep state and the globalists and all the wicked shadow government people in the world, all of a sudden we started seeing COVID and all that kind of taking place and it was transitional, it was towards the end of the reprieve. And then we went into this season right now which I think there's still an extension of grace because we have not been overtaken. We have not been overrun by the enemy yet. We still have essentially our freedoms, our freedom of religion. Of course, there's some very concerning things that are happening right now. And I talk about them every day on the broadcast, you know, whether it's the passports or, you know, all the different uh, new restrictions and things that they're trying to you know, roll out all around the world. So there's this wrestle between good and evil. It's a battle between good and evil. And so we go from the reprieve season where there was an extension of grace and mercy into this season where it's very concerning, but we still essentially have most of our freedoms. We're still able to preach the word of God freely for the most part. Um, You know, we're hearing rumors. We're hearing things. We're seeing certain pastors coming under attack. We're seeing persecution and, you know, increasing in the Western world. We're hearing of wars and rumors of wars and different things around the world. So there's a tenseness. There's an increase. And so you know, in our spirit, we know something's happening, and we're all concerned. You know, and then we spend time in the secret place in prayer, and the Lord puts this Joel two on my heart today. So, what what is this? So, you know, I think this second chapter here actually it starts in in, in verse eleven. So Joel two eleven, and the Lord says, "Return to me with all your heart." So, what I believe God is saying right now is is this is the season of extension of grace. But it's a it's moment of decision. We talked about it the other day. This is a if my people moment, right? And my concern is this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna share with you a pastoral concern. And again, this is not calling anybody out. I'm not trying to embarrass anybody or shame anybody. I know people need to make money and I totally get the whole thing. But what I'm saying is there has to be, we have to understand from a biblical standpoint, God is wanting something of us. So he's waiting because he's a patient God we still essentially have our freedom, but we see that there's some very dark, wicked plans, and they're coming very fast. And so that's, it reminds me of this verse. It reminds me of this chapter where this army, this devouring army, this horrible army is coming to destroy and to steal and to kill. And, and that's kind of what we're feeling in our spirit is there's a wicked agenda, a demonic agenda, We're seeing it play out in some of the countries more so than others. I know Australia, Israel. You know, we're hearing from our brothers and sisters in some of these countries. We're watching some of these things, and we're seeing it happening here in the States as well, and there's an increase, and so we're at this very pivotal moment, and this is what I've been talking about. So this is the thing, and and I will tell you, I really feel like this is wisdom that's birthed from this fast. This is not from Todd. This is from the Lord. As I've spent and inquired, and I tell you, this isn't really... You know what i was talking about before the fast before the fast i was active i was out there you know i was i was trying to get people to go to the community meetings i'm still all about that like you know absolutely occupy until he comes we need to be actionable faith without works is dead definitely go to the school board meetings i mean we should have been doing this all along the church is meant to be the head not the tail you know go to the different meetings be present push back all that stuff is extremely important i have not changed any type of stance on that. I think it's very important. But as I've spent time in the secret place, the Lord has also shared as well as that is important because that's stuff that we can do in the natural that's actionable. There's very important things, hear me, very important things that we are meant to be doing as the people of God in the, in the, in the secret place. Very important things. This is really honestly what God cares about the most because he's giving us this extension of grace but this is a season, a season where either we're actionable and we do what he says in his word or we are going to be overtaken. So there is a warning here. There's a warning here. And, and many people have asked me, well, don't you trust the prophets? Yes. I mean, obviously many of these prophets are my friends. And I don't trust every prophet, every person that calls himself a prophet. There's some false prophets out there, just like there's some grifters in this movement that are doing it for money. There's, there's people that have ulterior motives. There's people that are counterfeit. But there are real legitimate people that, that have prophesied some very powerful prophecies that I do agree with. And I'm not here to say, oh, they're false or they're fake. But what I'm saying is, is that this is a moment of decision. See, what people don't talk about, as I said in my recent broadcast, is sometimes a prophetic word is given and that's God's perfect will, his intended will, just like the if my people who are called by my name, that second Chronicles chapter, you know, it's the same thing. But, but it's an if my people moment, meaning we have to do our part. So the Lord led me to this Joel chapter two, and I think that it's very, very important that we understand we have to do this. This is what we have to do right now. You understand what I'm saying? So look, and I'm gonna talk about a little bit more about some of these false prophets and these grifters and these people after I go through the rest of this chapter because I think it's important, okay? That's why I always talk about discernment, wisdom of the Lord, inquiring of the Holy Spirit, testing the spirits. You know, I mean, I can't even tell you. There's some people out there And we have a small ministry, but we're actually actionable. We're doing a bunch of things. I can show it to you. I'm very transparent, you know, because I've learned I need to be, right? Because there's so many people out there that are making all these claims and promises. So, you know, we put it all on the table. Like, look, here it is. This is what we're doing. You know, because we want to, you know, unfortunately, I have to kind of climb up a hole from all these other people that have burned you in the body of Christ. Very upsetting. Very upsetting. But I have to answer the Lord, right? And every person will answer to the Lord, by the way. So let me, let me just read this here. So it says in in verse 12, uh, Joel chapter two, verse 12, even now declares the Lord return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping and with mourning. Rend your heart. Okay. He he wants, this is a heart thing. He's even saying like weep and mourn. Look at what's happening. Like, you know, are we at the point yet where we're at the altar on our faces? Are we at, I mean, like some of these meetings, it's still like the same, even though they're great gatherings, it's like people are not on their faces weeping. This is where we need to be right now. This isn't like a ha ha rah rah cheerleading moment. This is a nation getting on their faces and saying, Lord, we cry out to you, Lord, we need restoration, Lord, we repent. We were off, Lord. Rend your heart, okay? For he he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. That's why America hasn't been destroyed yet, okay? He he relents from sending calamity. He relents from sending, sending calamity. In 14, it says, who knows? He may turn and relent and leave behind a blessing. Grain offerings, and that means, you know, abundance. Drink offerings for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Declare a holy fast. Call a sacred assembly. This is so critical, friends. Gather the people, gather the people. When the people are gathered, it's not about ha, 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 rah, rah, rah. And who can give the most, you know, coolest speech, no. No, that's not, this is not where we're at, folks. Okay, and I'm not making fun of anybody. But I'm just saying, this is not where we're at. This is a big, important moment. Gather the people, consecrate. When I was sleeping and the angel of the Lord came and tugged on me, I just shared this recently, I have not had this type of thing in many, many years. You know, when I got stabbed and I went in the presence of God, I had a very powerful encounter with the Lord. Obviously, I know he's real, but I have not had a moment where I had an angelic visitation from a messenger angel. I don't just say these things. Listen, I'm not one of the guys that like when somebody pushes me, I just fall down. Okay, if the power of the Holy Spirit pushes me down, yes, I fall. Okay, but I have to keep it real. I'm not here to do like I'm not a showman. You know what I'm saying? And I know you get me, because many of you are the same way. You're not a showman. You're real, and you're looking for realness. When that angel came in the middle of the night, I was terrified. Just like the people in the Bible, I was terrified. <laughs> and you can believe me or not, but ask the Holy Spirit if what I'm saying is true. I was absolutely terrified. I went in the other room. I was, like, shaken. And, and the angel said, consecrate. And that's why I've been like, you know, in this, in this different, it's kind of, the message has evolved. If you've noticed, and I know a lot of things in the natural, I could share all kinds of things that people are doing and they're working on right now, operators in Arizona, all this stuff I could share with you, but it's crucial that we get this because this is what God wants. This is the message of the Lord. This is what comes. This has been birthed from this fasting season. This has been birthed from the glory so this is the message of the Lord from this fast. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I can, I can give you all the news and the natural, and you know, I can get y'all amped up about Arizona, about this, about that. All things that we're praying for. God bless the patriots that are fighting. But this is the message of the Lord through this fast. That's, that's what I want to explain. Consecrate. Bring together the elders. Gather the children. You know, let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. Let the priests who minister... Before the Lord, weep, weep between the portico and the altar. Let them say, spare your people, O Lord. Do not make your inheritance an object of scorn, a byword among the nations. Why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? Are you here? I know, I know some of you are getting this. This is powerful. This is powerful. There's an anointing. This is an anointed message. It's not Todd, it's God. This is an anointed message that's coming out of fasting. Now, here's the deal. This is the Lord's answer. You ready? This is the Lord's answer. In, in, In verse 18, it says, The Lord was jealous for his land and took pity on his people. The Lord replied to them, I am sending you grain, abundance, new wine, new season. Okay? Olive oil, anointing. And enough to satisfy you fully, never again will I make you the object of scorn to the nations. I will drive the northern horde far from you, pushing it into a parched and barren land. Its eastern ranks will drown in the Dead Sea, and its western ranks in the Mediterranean Sea, and its stench will go up, and its smell will rise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Surely he has done great things. Do not be afraid, land of Judah. Be glad and rejoice, surely the Lord has done great things. Do not be afraid, you wild animals, for the pastures in the wilderness are becoming green, and the trees are bearing their fruit, and the fig trees and the vine yield their riches. Be glad, people of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you autumn rains because he's faithful. He sends you abundant showers, both autumn and spring rains as before. The threshing floors will be filled with grain. The vats will overflow with new wine and oil. I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten, the great locusts and the young locusts and the other locusts and the locusts swarm. My great army that I sent among you, you will have plenty to eat until you are full and you will praise the name of the Lord your God who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be shamed that you will know that I am in Israel, that I am the Lord your God and that there's no other. Never again will my people be shamed. And this is very important here, okay? Very important, the day of the Lord. And afterwards, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and the billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness, the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And here, okay, get this. If you haven't got anything else, get this right here. Get this right here if you haven't got anything else, okay? It says in verse 32, and everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. From Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, there will be deliverance, as the Lord has said, even among the survivors whom the Lord calls. Hallelujah. I know many of you are already connecting with the word of the Lord and what he's saying here, but I think it's very crucial that the message of the the church, of the ecclesia in this hour, although we see things in the natural and there are great patriots who are fighting, there are great men and women of God who are out there that are encouraging. There's also these charlatans and infiltrators and people that want to give you false hope and want to tell you, trust the plan, sit back, don't do anything, get your popcorn. And I'm not calling out anybody specifically, and I'm not trying to make fun of the Q movement either. Don't don't get me twisted here. What I'm saying though is, is that there are false people mixed in this movement of truth that are making a ton of money, that are out there, but you can know them by their fruit. Know them by their fruit because we have to come out from even them because this is an infiltration of a pure stream of living water. This is an infiltration. So we have to understand and differentiate between the two. Listen, if you see anybody that's all of a sudden overnight becoming a millionaire from this movement, my gosh, who in the he- That person should be pouring back, you know, a good portion of that money back to making a difference. Not filling their own coffers. You know, not giving you hopium and false hope. The, the people of God need to be doing exactly what the Word of God says, rending our heart. You know, calling upon the name of the Lord. Declare, you know, with all your heart, fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart. Return to Lord your God because he is gracious. He is gracious. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sound the alarm. Okay, uh, the Lord also said this, okay, which is very important here. Calling the sacred assembly. Fasting. You know, um, all these things are very important. Consecrating. Bring together the elders. Gather the children. So this is, this is a defining moment. Consecration calling out sin, calling out uh, you know, the things that grieve the Holy Spirit, that grieve the Lord, talking about repentance, returning to God, returning to our first love, Jesus Christ. This is what God is looking for. Listen, if I could just tell you right now. Hello, <laughs> I know some of you get it, but some of you haven't got it yet. So I'm gonna say it again. This is the word of the Lord. What's come out of this fast? Yes, all these things in the natural, they're important. I'm not, you know, neglecting them. I'm not saying don't do them. Don't, you know, I'm not saying don't look at Arizona. I'm not saying don't listen to this person, that person. But what I'm saying is there's a message in the spirit. There's a message in the spirit that the Lord is saying right now. He's jealous for his people, but he also has pity on us, He wants to send us a new wine. He wants to anoint us with the olive oil and satis- satisfy us fully. He wants to take away the plan of the enemy. He wants to stop the, the egregious demonic assignment of hell, which we're seeing play out the spirit of the Antichrist. The devil is trying to make it like we're going right into the tribulation, but I've never felt that in my spirit. I still feel like we're in a, in a season of extension of grace, but God is, is waiting for the body, the ecclesia to respond. And this is the word of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. So, so important. So, so important. Please read this. Rend your heart. Return to the Lord. He's gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. He relents from sending calamity. The word of the Lord today is, is, it's still an if my people moment. It's still a moment of decision. All the things in the natural are fine, but people of God, there there are things that are even more important to the Lord than the things in the natural that we need to be doing as an ecclesia, as a body of Christ consecrating ourselves, returning to our first love, it can never go back to the way it was. It can never go back to the false, the, the doctrine that tried to infiltrate the church that was not a pure stream. It was, a, it was an infiltration of this seeker friendlyism where you don't have to repent and you don't have to turn from your sin and just come and be encouraged and get an edifying message and leave and live the exact same way that you always have. No, that's not the message of the Lord. That's not the message of the Lord. The Lord is saying to consecrate, to turn from wickedness, to call upon the name of the Lord, to get on our faces, to render our hearts, to call out, call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. And so I hope I'm making sense because I'm very passionate about this. The Lord has just dropped this like a bomb on me, like boom, like this is it, this is the answer. We've been asking for the answer. We've been asking for the answer and this is the answer. This is the answer. As I've spent this time of consecration in the the fast and the Lord has worked on my heart. And honestly, I'm I'm touched right now because I feel the presence of God, but I'm also, God is real, friends. And and we just, we can't, my heart hurts because so many of you are so precious. You're so precious. And I know you're, you know, and There's other people that are, sometimes I tune into some of these other broadcasts and I listen to them and I just, I hear the messages of these people and I'm sure they're not bad people. Some of them, some of them are, but some of them aren't. Some of them are just sincerely wrong. They're just telling you like, just sit back, it's all gonna be fine. It's all, you know, and that's, I do believe it's gonna be okay, but there's an action. There's something that we need to do. And this is what the Lord is saying we need to do. So it's not just to sit back with your popcorn. It's not just to do nothing. And I am talking about doing things in the natural. But I'm also talking about this very important, very important assignment for the church. Very important. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? So rend your heart. Get on the threshing floor. Spend time in the secret place. I believe the Lord wants to spare us. I really do believe the Lord wants to spare us. I really do believe the Lord wants to to Come through and and the words of the prophets I believe we're going to see those words come to pass but it's an if my people moment so if enough people in the ecclesia and the body get this message you know I'm hoping to see churches where people go to the altars and are on their face I hope it doesn't take more calamity I hope it doesn't take a bigger event like another 9-11 or something horrible to happen before it gets our attention I'm hoping that God gets our attention right now I mean my gosh we're seeing people being confined to their homes in parts of the world right now because of the COVID mandates. We're seeing people, I mean, how much more is it going to take for us to get the message of the Lord? But I, I don't know. It might take an even more. This is why we're in this season because God needed to shake the church. And I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I'm not God, so I don't know. But like from what I see, I still don't think we're there. I still don't think we're there. As much as we've been shaken and as much as people are waking up, there's still a good portion of people that don't get it yet. There's still a, enough people that don't get it. I turn into some of these, you know, these live streams and I think, "Man, and there's like, you know, a pastor even. One one of these guys I was listening to yesterday, he's a pastor and it's like, sit back and, you know, eat the popcorn and, you know, watch what God does." Well, yes, God wants to do something. I'm not disagreeing with that but the Lord has something for us to do. He's waiting on us. This is the word of the Lord. I am confident in saying this is the word of the Lord, by the way. And I don't just say that to say, and I don't throw that around. I don't throw that around. So this is a very important message. I pray that you would pray about this. I pray that you would share it. Um, You know, we're going to be spending some time, you know, fighting some of these egregious measures and, and, and going out there and you know, talking to a bunch of people, and so I'm very busy. This is gonna be an extremely busy week. But but if I could just say this as a as a man of God, as your friend, as somebody who cares about you and loves you, and, and as a pastor and a shepherd, if we only if, if the church would just get this message, even if we do nothing else but get this message, I think this is gonna be the message that that literally changes the situation. Because God is gracious. He's merciful. He's long-suffering. He's patient. He's waiting on his body. He wants to pour out his spirit. He wants there to be a great revival. He wants there to be a great harvest. I believe there will be. I believe it's already starting. But the thing is, is that he wants his his church, his true church, to get the message and understand we have something we need to do too. And it's not filling our coffers of, of money and finances and being a grifter and telling everybody just sit back and do nothing. That's not what God wants us to do. And and, and we really need to pray for discernment because listen, even some of the places where I've spoke at, I'm going to be honest with you. Some of those people are giving you the wrong message. And I I can't lie to you. Listen, I can't lie to you. Some of those people, even in places I've spoke recently and in the last couple months, some of the people are giving the wrong message. And it's very hard to deliver the word of the Lord sometimes because it's not always what everybody wants to hear. It's not always the, you know, happy, happy, joy, joy stuff. Sometimes it's a tough message. In fact, I have to say the people that give the tough message are probably the ones that make my ears perk up more because I know that takes courage. You know what I'm saying? And not everybody's gonna be happy with that message, but that's the word of the Lord. That's the word of the Lord, amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah. So let's pray right now over this message and I pray that you would share it if it bears witness in your spirit. I know many of you in this remnant community, you get it, but there, there, there needs to be more. This is what I've heard from the Lord is that as much as the remnant, the, the righteous remnant, the ecclesia, the real remnant, you know, we get it. There's still a good portion of people that are saved that are in the body of Christ that have not even gotten the first part of this message yet. They have have not gotten it. They have not got the revelation. So as well as we feel like, what are we waiting for? Like, Lord, come on. You know, look at, there's an urgency. You know, we're praying, we're fasting. We're like, oh my gosh, why isn't he responding? But if you think about it, he's a good father and he's patient and there's still a good portion of the greater body. I'm not talking about the counterfeit. I'm talking about the real saved Christians, a good portion of the greater body of Christ that have not clicked yet, that have not clicked yet, that have not got the message. And this has nothing to do with denomination. This has nothing to, you know, people say I'm Catholic or I'm Protestant. Or I'm, this is about the body. The body has no denominations. There is no denominations in heaven. Either you're saved and you've had an encounter with the living God and you'd have invited him in your heart to be your Lord and Savior, or you haven't. That's it. There's two groups. Those that have invited the Lord into their heart and have become saved and those that have not yet or that maybe never will. That's it. And so the battle that's going on right now is for your soul. The battle that's going on right now is for your family's soul. That's what the Lord is concerned about—souls. He's concerned about souls. If there's preachers out there that are not talking about souls, that are not even talking about that, that's not even on their mind. My goodness, that's the Great Commission. That's what we've literally been commissioned to do: go and make disciples of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That's our commission. Now, all the other stuff, listen, I'm probably one of the most vocal pastors out there. I know there's some others that are even more vocal than me, but not a lot about politics and about all these other very important things. I talk about CRT. I talk about the passports. I talk about it all because I feel that pastors should be speaking about these things. But the most important message is about souls and where we are and what the Lord wants of his body, what the Lord wants of his body. And that is very, very clear, very, very clear. So before we pray, I'm just going to read this one last time just to make sure it gets in our head because it's just so important. It says, Even now, declares the Lord, return to me, in, in Joel 2.12, with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart, not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he's gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. He relents from sending calamity. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your name. Just just enter in right now. I feel the presence very strong right now. Hallelujah. Glory, Jesus. Oh, you're so good, God. You're so patient. You're so full of mercy. So many of us, Lord God, we don't deserve it. We don't deserve your mercy, but you're so full of mercy. You're so full of grace. You're a good father. And you you want to give us your blessings, Lord God. You want to pour out your spirit. You want to fill us with abundance. You want to give us blessing and abundance. You want to anoint us. You want to see a great harvest, Lord God, but you're waiting on your church. And so I pray today this message would, would be a piercing message. It says in your word that your word does not return back void. I pray this would pierce the hearts of those that it needs to today, that it would get to the right people that, Lord, there would be a change, there would be a shift, there would be a suddenly, that the greater body, I'm not talking about this you know, remnant group that fully gets it and is already doing these things, You know, many of us, and there's still more things we can be doing too, by the way, but I'm talking, Lord, about the greater body that has yet to get the message, that they would get the message as well, Lord God, and that the body would come together in, in purity and holiness and righteousness as one unified body of Christ. Lord God, and that we would see a great outpouring of your Holy Spirit in this nation, that you would stop the invading army, that you would stop the plans of the wicked, that you would stop the plans of the assignments of hell, Lord God, and you'd give us more time, you'd give us more time, that we'd see a great harvest in this nation, that we would see a restoration in, 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 in the, all the nations that are, that are tuned in this broadcast, a restoration, a return to you, Jesus, that this would be a season of great blessing, and that a great harvest and a great anointing and that you pour out your spirit that people would dream dreams and see visions, just like you said in your word, Lord God. So we thank you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, hallelujah. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your agreement. Thank you for tuning in. This was the message today. Uh, We're gonna get to work this week. Many, many important things going on. Uh, but thank you, Lord, for this very important, timely word. And I pray that if, you, if it bears witness in your spirit, then please share this broadcast. Get the word of the Lord out there. Let the saints of God know what's going on. And uh, we'll be back this week. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Enjoy this Labor Day. Thank you for all your hard work. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support. Thank you for the things that you do. I just want you to know it does not go unnoticed. The Lord sees each and everything that you're doing. Many of you are sowers. You're sowing good seed and you're gonna reap a good harvest. God is is working on your heart as he is on mine and we are gonna see a victory. I believe it, but we gotta speak the truth. Hallelujah, we gotta speak the truth and we gotta stand for it. And I believe the Lord is gonna turn and and see the hearts of man and see that we've repented, but we've gotta first repent. We've gotta repent. We've gotta repent. We've gotta do these things. So if you get some time, You can rewind this video or go into Joel chapter two yourself, read it, study it, read it. Let the Lord give you additional revelation on this. Write me, write me and tell me what the Lord has revealed to you in your prayer time. I'd love to hear it uh, because I think this is a very important chapter and God wants to speak much more than what we spoke about today. So please spend some time fast, take communion with your family, with your spouse, with your children spend time and really read this with your family and let the Lord give you additional revelation. And I believe he's going to do that. And, and we're going to, we're going to see what God speaks to our hearts about this. Okay. And I'll read it on air. If you send me a revelation of the Lord from Joel chapter two, I'd love to hear what God puts on your heart. Okay. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you guys. And uh, we're going to be praying for all the different things that are going on in our nation this week as we go into September 11th and the people that are gathering in D.C. And, all the different things that are happening around the world. We're gonna be praying for protection, that the the enemy's plans would be thwarted and that the Lord's uh, protection would be upon his people and that we will see a mighty work of the Lord in Jesus' name. God bless you. And by the way, it's the Feast of Trumpets. We're gonna talk more about that. I broke it down on Facebook today what the Feast of Trumpets are. And uh, so we'll talk a little bit more about that as well this week. But I think I've said enough today. And so, uh, so thank you guys so much for tuning in. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon.